So we said that if the food had been tampered with and you found it open or you left it unsealed or, you know, without any uh, proper supervision, we have to be concerned. But if you know that it's your food and was not replaced, that's okay. That's only in a situation where it's just a question of it was replaced. Keep in mind that if you gave your food to a non-Jewish chef or somebody in a hotel conference in an airplane for it to be rewarmed or reheated and you forgot to seal it, you have a separate actual conscious issue of steam or heat or whatever it may have been in that non-kosher kitchen with other flavors or steam. Uh, getting into your food if it wasn't properly sealed. The fact that your food comes back and you can identify that it's your chalent and nobody's replacing chalent on an airplane, that doesn't help the fact that it may have absorbed steam and flavor from other food that may have been in the oven in the airplane. When we are talking about giving food to a non-Jew to reheat, um, even if it is sealed, something to keep in mind is the seal itself, let's say, especially with airplane food, it has this metal canister. They usually have a plastic around it as well. There's a good reason for that. And that is because the plastic will absorb the steam that, uh, you know, may be in the oven. That plastic should be removed without touching any of your food. And that plastic should be thrown out. And then the metal, that is, the metal container and lid, that had been protected by the plastic, now your food could touch the metal. But you should not allow the outer rim or the outer seal or foil to touch any of your other kosher food or bread, perhaps, that you may have on your own. So when you send it to get heated and it comes back, don't let any of your food touch the outer uh, rim or seal of, the, of that vessel as it probably absorbed non-kosher flavor and steam. This goes back now into another question that came up not long ago with using non-Jewish establishments that might be processing the kalim, like dishwashing, together with non-kosher food that they have in the same thing. This was a lot of talk about Starbucks at the time, where you go to, let's say, a coffee place that also has non-kosher food, but they clean them, they handle them together with the kosher, um, you know, glasses, vessels, spoons, mixers, blenders, whatever it might be, and they're handled together in steam. There may be an absorption of flavor from one thing to the next. Now, truthfully, there's probably a lot of room to be lenient in the fact that probably detergent was used, which makes things into a nice tamlif gam. It ruins any taste or flavor that may be present. There's a good chance that uh, things may not have been ben yoimai on the same day. There's a lot. There are reasons that we could be lenient, but there are also reasons to be strict about these things. And any establishment that serves non-kosher should not be used for kosher things that technically the actual food might be kosher, but if it's one establishment and doesn't have any proper supervision to make sure that things are kept separate, there's definitely good reason to be makmer, to avoid getting kosher food from these places. On top of that, there's always a concern about maris ayin, which that also is something that could be easily avoided, but there is room to be makmer. So on a, a gas station, rest stop areas, where certainly people could assume you're going into this place that offers non-kosher food, you might just be going in for the bathroom or to get a drink. There's no issue of Marisayan. When you're in town, on the street, on the avenue, going into a non-kosher place that also may have kosher drinks is usually considered Marisayan. Why would a guy be going into a place to get a snapple in a non-kosher establishment where he could go to a kosher one 
instead. And therefore, that may be a Marazayan. If you're going into one of these general stores, so it's not really a non-kosher establishment. They happen to have non-kosher foods. They also have kosher foods. They have beer. They have soda. They have drinks. They have newspapers. They have bananas. That is not a Marazayan at all, because you might be going into the store for any one of a million reasons. One last point on this topic of uh, non-Jewish handling of kosher food. Sometimes you go into a 7-Eleven or some other place that offers chal of Yisrael, and you could put chal of Yisrael milk into your coffee over there. If you're magman on chal of Yisrael, many boys can say that if the bottle is open, it's not chal of Yisrael, because there's a good chance that when that bottle started getting towards empty, instead of the non-Jew going to the Jewish establishment next door to get another bottle, he might just have refilled the kosher bottle with kosher milk. Some say we don't have that suspicion. Some say we do have that suspicion. Is that considered Chal of Stam or Chal of Yisrael? Better to be Machmir on that. If you could get a fresh bottle and open it up over there, that's great. Sometimes they allow you to do so. But if it's an open bottle, there may be this concern and it might not be considered Chal of Yisrael.